the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. JKL Engineering, call them today, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. This time of year, the temperature, it's getting chilly, it's getting cold. When are you going to first put on your heat? Call JKL Engineering, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Remember, estimates are free, financing is available for both residential and commercial Hey, face it, whether we like it or not, the heating season is here. Let J.K. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K. Engineering design and install high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL, an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navient certified factory dealer. Call JKL today for system replacement, oil to gas, or for heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering at 401-351-7600. I'll give you that number again, 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll keep you cool in the summertime, warm in the wintertime. Estimates are free, financing is available, and the highest rebates on the market. Call JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. Well, good morning, folks. It's John DePietro on this Wednesday, the day after the uh, big debate, and we're going to talk about it. This portion of the program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Listen, hey, this rain is very helpful for your property. And so uh, why not utilize this week and some of the much needed rain that we've been getting and stop by Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown, right off of Route 4. It's Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, straw, corn stalks, sugar pumpkins, carving pumpkins, gourds, large and small, fall arrangements and crafts, mums and kale, Folks, they're easy to get to right off of Route 4 across from uh, where Alley's Donuts used to be. It's PR, Landscape Materials, and Garden Center. Look for them on Facebook, and then also their website is prmaterials.shop. Well, I want to obviously talk about We're going to play some of the highlights of last night's debate. Folks, we want to be objective here. And uh, in being objective, first of all, I thought that uh, Chris Wallace was not, he was not a strong moderator. He um, was interjecting himself too much. I think um, I think this this is a perfect example of I, I'm never a fan of the single moderator. And so many times when President Trump was trying to make a point, it did become two against one. And Chris Wallace would, oh, no, no, Mr. President, that's coming up. And don't make that point now. And hey, listen, your job is to moderate a debate. If the conversation starts to go a little bit into a direction that you're about to go into, why, why cut it off? I mean, he is just so... Wallace almost seems like too meticulous, you know, let the conversation flow. I think the president got, uh, president Trump 
was um, was anxious. And folks, let's be objective. The president was has been under tremendous stress. And traditionally, incumbent presidents don't do well in the first debate. Now, the good news for President Trump is right now there are two more debates scheduled. And I think that's very important. He uh, he seemed in the beginning, he seemed OK, but then I think he was becoming frustrated. I think the president, I, I'll even give credit to afterwards, it was Rahm Emanuel that said he seemed to only have one gear and it was like fifth gear. The president seemed too revved up. He was, um, I think the president would have served him well. And I think even when they look at the tape and hopefully he'll watch the tape over the next couple of days, I would have liked to have seen the president enjoy himself a little more, smile a little bit more. He is the president. He is in command. I think um, he seemed almost too anxious to just start, boom, hammering away. I think the president also could have thought of some good points. You're in a better demeanor if you're like a little more relaxed. He seemed really just too aggressive to me. President Trump, I think he seemed too aggressive. Now, that said, I think Wallace, Chris Wallace, was very unfair. And he he was also was one way. He would say to Biden, you know, he'd say, Mr. President, stop interrupting. But he wouldn't say that if Joe Biden would interrupt. So let's hear just a little bit of last night from the debate. And I'm going to play different... Uh, parts of it where all of a sudden you're going to hear i thought he was somewhat unfair in the well i'll, I'll ask joe I, 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 the individual no, I, mandate was the most unpopular Vice, aspect of obamacare i got rid of it i'd like you and to, we will protect Mr. people President, i'm the moderator of this debate and i would like you to let me ask my question and then you can answer Go ahead. biden has made trump's oh my god i mean it was just like endless about that and let me also say something this morning about this whole business with the proud boys why are we even talking about this? Now, that was so unfair. I, I will say, if the president had not interrupted, Chris Wallace actually asked Biden a good question about law and order, about police officers, about the riots, and about Black Lives Matter. Biden never answered about Black Lives Matter. I know that they were waiting to hear how he was going to try to thread the needle on that. The president wasn't wrong as far as some of the comments on the left. But if Chris Wallace kept tangling with the president, and, you know, kept interrupting on that. For instance, this morning, they want to go back to Charlottesville. By going back to Charlottesville, they're not even talking about the unrest that we've all been watching this summer. And it really got Biden off the hook. And I think the fact that I know the president wanted to get the president Trump wanted to get the information out. But Wallace was also not doing a good job following up. Biden basically didn't get any follow up questions. And that helped him. What we saw now, here's the good news for debate number two and debate number three. Joe Biden barely got through the entire debate. But if you're the Biden people, he, he didn't look great, really strong, but so much of the, the debate became Chris Wallace telling the president that he can't interrupt. That became a big dominant part of it. And I don't think that served the president well because that became the focal point Instead of, I think the president, I know he was anxious to be aggressive. I know he wanted to get out there. And I know, you know, some of the things Joe Biden was saying about the economy. And, and again, folks, it's frustrating because it is lies. You know, we all know the economy had to be shut down because of the pandemic. And I, I don't, you know, some things the president said kind of fell flat about where he finished in his class. I think something more effective is, you know, you were you were there for eight years. You were vice president for eight years with President Obama, why didn't you do some of these things? I think 
the president would have been president trump would have been better served to go with that but make no mistake about it chris wallace i i understand the fact he kept saying do you want to switch places and he he could have just let it float a little bit i thought it was very one way and I think the fact that Wallace, um, see, now the big narrative is that he refused to condemn the uh, this whole business of the Proud Boys. But there was nothing about the fact that Biden wouldn't condemn a lot of the protesters in the burning and the looting and some of the things that we've seen going on at some of the Black Lives Matter. Say almost everything I see is from the left wing, yes. not from the right wing. So what are you? What are you? you look, what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I, it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to? What? Why did he have to say anything? You know that is why. Why didn't Wallace follow up now, Vice President Biden? Let's hear you disavow a lot of the Black Lives Matter protesters and name cities. How about the fact Biden said Antifa isn't even real? You know, that that this whole business, folks, you know, and again, good morning. It's John DePietro. Remember this winter, call Henry Oil today to be your oil provider. Who's your oil provider? I'd like you to switch, make the switch to Henry Oil. Call them at 401-521-0200. Serving most Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, it's Henry Oil. Online at henryoil.com. Call them 401-521-0200, serving most of Rhode Island in southeastern Mass. Why did the president have, what, did, what is this? I don't even know what they're talking about. We need to disavow. What, what was going on in Portland? That wasn't white supremacist. That was the far left. That was Antifa. What was going on in Louisville? What was going on in Minneapolis? What, were, what was going on in Wisconsin? What was going on in Washington, D.C.? What do you mean, Wallace? Go right now. You disavow. Why? Why does he have to disavow anything? That's not who's been rioting. And the media is picking this up. Here are some of the narratives this morning. There shouldn't be two more debates. Nope. No, he was just rude. It was a mess. It was terrible. It was discreet. Nope. Biden shouldn't do any more debates. And the whole thing, the big narrative to take away is the president wouldn't condemn the white supremacist and blah, blah, blah. That, that, that's not what was going on. And why were they even talking about that? Folks, all summer long, You've watched what's been going on. We haven't had a problem with white supremacists. We've had a problem with riots and looting breaking out, specifically places like Portland. It did seem last night a lot of two against one. And I but I I'll I'll say this. The good news for if you're a Trump fan, here's the good news. Joe Biden is is a feeble weak candidate. But I think I think the president almost helped him. He helped Biden by interrupting because that becomes the story. I think, you know, if you watch some of those debates from the past, meaning the Democrat debates last summer, Biden would go exactly to his allotted time and stop. He he is not someone that's going to keep pushing on. And I think the fact that the president was interrupting, it would give uh, Vice President Biden a chance to recollect his thoughts. It would also inject Chris Wallace into this whole thing. And the fact that this, him? what do you want to call him? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White and right proud boys. Proud boys, stand back and stand by. The debate ended on the topic that has been. You know, and this whole business of suddenly the proud. Why are the proud boys being discussed? You know what is so pathetic and biased in this media, folks? And again, good morning. It's John DePietro. Is the proud these quote proud boys the small group in the Pacific Northwest that have formed very small. 
Have they been rioting this summer? Have they been looting this summer? No, it's been all what what is so disingenuous is the quote, the Proud Boys have been discussed and there was no discussion on any of the actions of the Black Lives Matter protesters. And Biden never had to ask the answer the question. Never. Never had to answer the question. And this whole business on the transfer of power, and they're so obsessed about that. And what's going to be the transfer of power? And will you agree? And did did they do that when President Obama lost Hillary? They they were already plotting. It came out yesterday. They, Hillary, they plotted the whole Russian collusion thing. I hope it's going to be a fair election. If it's a fair You're election, I am 100% on board. But if I see tens of thousands of ballots being manipulated... I can't go along with that. And I'll tell and what, you what, what does that from mean, a common sense, does that mean you're going to tell your people to take to the It means screen? you have a fraudulent election. He has no idea you know, what he's talking about. Here's the deal. The fact is, I will accept it, and he will too. You know why? Because once the winner is declared after all the, all the ballots are counted, all the votes are counted, that'll be the end of it. There are two more presidents. This is, um, again, folks, I wanted to... Um, it's John DePietro. What I w- wanted to mention was it is just so unfair that that becomes the topic when we all know, for as a matter of fact, we all know the fact that the Obama administration and Hillary Clinton and leading into it, folks, they have had this president, you know, they were spying on the campaign, the uh, the Comey report, all of that. What do you what do you call that? That sounds to me like people that didn't accept the election. Now, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Remember, folks, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. DePietro.com, sponsored by Just Angels, gifts from the heart. Products include custom religious items, remembrance gifts. Link through at the website, DePietro.com, for Just Angels. They have beautiful gifts. If someone passed away, you want to buy a special item, it's JustAngelsOnline.com. And it's also brought to you by Mills Coffee Roasters, this tremendous, successful local coffee company, Mills Coffee Roasters. But I thought last night, I just thought it was so unfair, and uh, and Wallace was just ridiculous. Chris Wallace is, is just, you know, oh, no, Mr. President, that's what I'm going to go to next, and you're jumping ahead, and just let the conversation flow. Why can't the conversation go that way? You know, all of the talk today, you know, it's almost as if on cue, on cue, they're saying that there shouldn't be any more debates, that the president's a bully. And what they're not talking about, I mean, the real winner was the Proud Boys came out immediately with gear that says, stand back, stand by. Now, I just think the president meant to say, why, why was he even talking about that anyway? I will say the fact that the president can, kept interrupting, it, it, it helped Biden. And I think the president was even just, for instance, Joe Biden would not answer the question of whether or not he would pack the Supreme Court. That, that should be. And when the president said you just lost the left, I think there could have been more on that. Joe Biden was never asked. Biden was never asked about the left. And I will say Chris Wallace was decent in the president going the fact that 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 uh, Biden did sign on with the Bernie Sanders manifesto. Chris Wallace pushed the president much harder on climate change than he pushed Biden on the on the protesters. And he said, I'm going to ask you about he was also telegraphing. Do you notice Chris Wallace said, I, I'm going to um, I'm going to 
I'm also then going to ask you about Black Lives Matter. Why did he tell him what he was going to be asking him? I liked one reporter said, I don't understand the need to tell the president. You're going to be very happy about the next question. Why? You know, I I, I am just not a fan. Um, and I, I thought I'm not a fan of Chris Wallace. Uh, Chris Wallace seemed to jump in every time that Joe Biden was getting flustered. And I, I really think that he bailed him out in that way. Now, you could certainly make an argument if the president had not been so aggressive, it, it would have come out a little bit more. In, 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 in other words, it would have taken shape a little bit. The, 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 the fact that the president kept jumping in, as I said, I, I think it, it really helped Biden. Um. Brian Williams, very first comment, the president even declined to condemn the Proud Boys. They wanted it. They wanted that to be the narrative. They wanted it. What, why were they even talking about that? As I said, this small group that is in the Pacific Northwest, the Proud Boys. So what? why are we even talking about that's not who was rioting in Minnesota? Chris Wallace faces intense backlash from colleagues over the bias during the debate. Boy, he was uh, biased. And Biden seems very old and weak and tired. But he was propped up by Wallace and he was propped up. Folks, he was propped up by the president interrupting. It's John DePietro. We have a lot more on this. This portion of the program, hey, if you're planning on doing any paving, right now is a great time. J. Perry Paving. Residential, commercial, seal coating patios. Find them online, jperrypaving.com. Always pro provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal-coating patios, committed to staying on schedule, free estimate, any project, J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730, 401 732 1730 J. Perry Paving. Find out about how about an asphalt driveway? It's affordable, smooth, and safe to drive on. The snow melts right off. Brand new paving project or a craft driveway needs to be refreshed. Benefits of asphalt, aesthetically appealing, can be recycled, reused. J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401 732 1730. Look for them on Facebook, J. Perry Paving. Asphalt paving. Uh, always provide high quality, fair pricing. Call for a free estimate. Residential, commercial, seal coating patios. J. Perry paving. 732 1730. So the first debate is in the books. Like I said, I think um, what could have made it better? Wallace was going to be biased. However, if the president I wish he would just wasn't so aggressive. He can certainly work on that in debate two and three. Biden can't work on it. I think that's the best you're going to see Joe Biden. I think um, there are several questions that Biden is weak on. But if you're interrupting, if the moderator is arguing with you, we don't get a chance to hear that. The president seemed he didn't seem to be enjoying himself last night. He started off OK. And in the very beginning, the first couple of minutes, I thought this is going to be good. He's in the groove. He got flustered. He went pedal to the metal. And 
it then just declined. I have no idea why we're discussing Charlottesville and the Proud Boys. That's not who we've been seeing rioting all summer. That's not who destroyed Minneapolis. That's not who's destroyed Portland. That's not who destroyed Wisconsin. That's not who's destroyed Washington, D.C. That's not who was ripping down statues and monuments. That's not who destroyed Atlanta. That's not who we've seen out on the streets. That's not them. No, absolutely not. So why, don't, why are we even talking about it? Biden has some weaknesses. He does. He has some weaknesses. And we have to hope that over the next two debates, they're allowed to come through. President Trump can win this election. Let's be honest. I don't think he's going to win it like that. Now, it depends. There are some people, you know, some people maybe that it did appeal to them. I'm going to look to the suburbs, his demeanor, the press coverage. I get all of it. It is. It's not fair. It's not balanced. It was two against one. No question about it. Could have called that going in. But this is about winning. We can't let them win. Folks, remember, you can always visit the website, depetro.com, depetro.com, brought to you by Allstate Lock, experts in locking systems, building security, residential, commercial, car key security cameras, 349-0042, 349-0042, Allstate Lock, proud sponsor of depetro.com. A lot more ahead right here on the John DePetro Show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110, it's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. If it's time for a new roof, call R&R Roofing today at 401-823-1330. R&R Roofing. Have you been thinking about getting, maybe it's time, repair that roof? Maybe it is time for a new roof. All types of shingle, flat roofs. You know, it's so important for your structure whether at home or work, you need a roof, folks. That is what keeps nothing else matters in your home. If you don't have a solid roof, call R&R Roofing today. All work is guaranteed. Call for a free estimate at 401-823-1330. The owner, Richard Rossi, over 40 years in business. Call R&R Roofing today. Call for a free free estimate. All work is guaranteed. 401 823 1330. Fully insured. And on top of that, Angie's List award winner over five years in a row. Now, I've met with Richard. 
Folks, he cares. He cares attention to detail. And on top of that, impeccable cleanliness throughout the job. Job site is waterproof daily. Call for a free estimate. And all work is guaranteed. That makes such a difference. R&R Roofing. Now, if you're thinking of having your roof done, maybe it is time for a new roof. At least call, at least call R&R Roofing and get a free estimate. 401 823 1330 401 823 1330 for R&R Roofing. You can also check out their website. It's R&R Roofing, Call them 823-1330. It's R&R Roofing. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. We start at 11. We go till two weekdays. Folks, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is topetro.com. Click the left-hand button on the left side, topetro.com. Brought to you by Mills Coffee, folks. Uh, he covers Rhode Island for the Boston Globe. Is Dan McGowan. And, Dan, let's start right out of the box. The Globe has extensive coverage of last night's first presidential debate. Yeah, uh, I feel like I'm... I feel like I woke up hungover this morning, John, yeah, from, 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 from all of that. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I think the, no surprise that the Globes kind of take away my colleagues cover this sort of every facet of it. You know, the takeaway was just probably what, what you saw last night. It was a chaotic scene. Uh, and, you know, I think some of our, our reporters kind of thought that Biden sort of edged President Trump. I'll be honest, I'm not convinced that that's necessarily the case. Um, I thought I was impressed by the president's stamina. Now, however he chose to use it, uh, it, was, it, was, it was sort of like watching a boxing match where someone just doesn't stop throwing punches. And the, the, the challenge with that, if you were the opponent, if you're Joe Biden, is he, he had no real ability to kind of land his own punch. He did, he did a little bit at times when he tried to do the look into the camera and folks, you know, he mentioned folks in Scranton like three or four times. Um, and I thought those were moments where he clear, that was clearly his strategy, but the president really dominated the debate. Now, whether or not he was right or wrong and whether or not the American people are going to think that the way he approached it is the right strategy is a different story. But there's no question that the president is the focus here. And if you're just playing that game, uh, I can't imagine the president would be all that upset with how he's, you know, coming across today. I, I agree with that. That's an excellent point, Dan. And um, I, I'm not sure how many minds have changed. And I, I know Chris Wallace. I mean, that he was in a difficult position. I did feel at times, though, that the president kind of let Biden off the hook because, as as the vice president would start to struggle a little bit, the president would interject. And then Chris Wallace would be admonishing the president. And meanwhile, they would give Vice President Biden a little more time to kind of get his composure. To collect himself. That's right. So now, as you probably know, it, traditionally, you go back to 2012, President Obama had a bad first debate against Romney. 2004, George W. Bush had a bad first debate against John Kerry. I mean, incumbent presidents traditionally, they, they don't prepare. But the next two formats, hopefully, uh, Rudy Giuliani, Chris Christie will kind of get him under control a little bit. But you're right. Uh, and there were times it looked that uh, former Vice President Biden was going to kind of fade off a little bit. Uh, there were certain questions he didn't answer. I think there is still a lot there about the protesters and Black Lives Matter. He never answered anything well, like that. Well, that's, that's when the president is at his strongest. I mean, yes. the, the, where he was at his absolute best last night, I think, was 
when he, you know, really pushed and he, he sort of became the moderator in some ways and said, you know, who supports you in law enforcement? Who supports you in law enforcement? Yes. And kind of that that approach, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a bully approach that you would see on the school, gr- uh, you know, the, the playground, but it was effective. I mean, it, it made me think, boy, I wonder if anybody in law enforcement, at least at formally unions or whatever, are, you know, are, are supporting uh, Joe Biden. I think you just you nailed something that's exactly right that people are missing a little bit, which is in the the president's decision to kind of always talk and then allow sort of this kind of back and forth with Chris Wallace. What what happened were in the moments that the president decided not to talk, Joe Biden's thoughts were pretty clear. He was you know he was able to kind of collect himself, and so Joe Biden had a couple of uh, times last night where you know he was able to kind of speak for let's say 45 seconds to a minute of, of with pretty real clarity. And I think those were the moments where he came across best. He, the president almost gave him that opportunity though, because he spent most of the time kind of cutting in and, in, in sort of fighting. Um, but the, you know, I mean, it wasn't the most substantive debate by any means last night. And I don't think um, I, I, if you were undecided, maybe you say, I didn't like, you know, the, the approach that the president took last night, but I don't think you heard anything from Joe Biden to say, boy, that's my guy. No. You know what else, Damagawa, just from a, a, a media standpoint, I, I've never liked just the single moderator, and I'll tell you why. I like your former colleagues, Ted Nisi, Tim White. Yep. I like when there's two because Chris Wallace, you put yourself in his shoes. You're so focused on where he's telling the president, stop talking, blah, blah, blah that his ability to do an effective follow-up with former Vice President Biden is completely hammered, uh, hammered right. because he's not in the moment. He's he's not fully engaged in in the question. There was a lot of ability for follow-up there as far as, you know, the far left and how he feels about some of the protesters and Black Lives Matter. But he was so focused, like a teacher telling the president, stop talking, that he missed that. I, I've never really liked the format of just the one. I think it's a little overwhelming last night he was very overwhelming and at times and it did seem like a two-on-one it did seem odd where when the president will make a point and someone tweeted that out that chris follows would say no hold on that's the next question yeah i mean there were there were times like just kind of let it go a little bit where i i did feel he lost control and then all of a sudden he would say mr president you have 20 seconds to respond or something right it just at times, I, I like a lot of other people uh, that, that didn't go the way. I think if you're a Trump person, you wanted it. And also just if you're a voter, I think it was it was not yeah. incredibly informative. It was almost like a wash. But I think of I was watching with my son and he, he mentioned kind of, you know, at the end of that Super Bowl where the it's Seattle and the Patriots and, and Pete Carroll looks across the sidelines and Belichick says, you know, it's like a game of chicken. If you're going to call timeout, go ahead. But I'm not calling timeout. And then he didn't call timeout. And then, of course, through the Malcolm Butler interception, of course, the the president kept stepping in. And I thought letting Biden off the hook, like, let him go, you know, let him kind of wander a little bit. Let's see what this answer is going to be, because at times I I, well, we'll we'll see where it goes now. uh, Go ahead. Well, the only other thing I was going to say, John, you mentioned, you know, the sort of the moderator and having one versus two or, or multiple. I'm with you on this, you know. I've moderated a bunch of different debates over the years and, and I learned it from Tim White and Ted Nisi. And the thing that they do that, that I think is very good now, granted it's local versus the national, 
you know, there were hundred million people probably watching last night. So I understand the pressure that, that Chris Wallace was under, but the thing that Tim White especially talks about so much is this has nothing to do with me, right? It is about, you know, letting them have a conversation back and forth and then interjecting to say, Hey, what about this? Yes. And then continuing the discussion. And, and, you know, it's possible the president just did not want to play that game last night, but I think Chris Wallace was pretty ineffective in, in, in attempting to, in fact, I don't even know that he really did attempt to, uh, you know, bring it all to center things and then push back on uh, in, in question, you know, put the, the follow-up question to Joe, but there were very few follow-up questions. Uh, very, like, very few. And, and just the element of like, no, no, that's the next set. Like, right. you know, you're the dinner host and your company's coming in. It's like, oh, no, no, you're not sitting there. You're sitting here. <laughs> just like let them go in and have the conversation. Oh, I know also... the, ca- the calamari came out too early. Yeah, right? it came out <laughs> too early. I don't know. Or if you've ever been in a meeting with someone in their office and the office is immaculate, someone picks something up and looks at it, hey, that's nice, puts it down. And the guy spends the next five minutes rearranging exactly where it's supposed to go on the desk. <laughs> it's, um, you, you're right. taking away from, from the meeting. I also, one of the reasons I like when you have more than just one or sometimes even two is if you go back through some of the, the good questions, for instance, I'll get Ed Acorn. I used to think I used to look forward to his questions. They were very set. Yep. Sometimes it would change the tone uh, or sometimes I've seen Ed Fitzpatrick, one of your colleagues, he would interject with, you know, so-and-so, you know, let me just follow up on you said the following. You don't get that when it's when it's one person. And um, that's right. And I think it fell off. You know, the Globe, you did have a good story about um, Buddy Cianci, the former uh, late mayor, uh, rest in peace. With, with some of his uh, debate antics, if you will. And I thought that was a good read in the Boston Globe. Well, thank you, John. I appreciate it. It was fun to write. You know, I, I was trying to find what's the story leading up to the presidential debate. How do you localize it? And, you know, Buddy is, is obviously, uh, you know, a fascinating character. And so I kind of got to look at, uh, you know, a little bit of, of the famous, uh, a lot of people, you know, who follow Rhode Island politics will remember back in 1990, there was the Big Dipper and Little Dipper comment uh, about Andrew Ronaldo's pensions. Uh, and and that was kind of a famous moment that really uh, helped Buddy Sianzi kind of put him over the top in that 1990 mayoral race. So I went back, I talked to Andrew Ronaldo, he's still around, uh, about what it was like. And he said, boy, you know, that threw me off because I was ready. I was ready to be attacked by him. Uh, but everybody just remembered that, you know, that fun catch line. And then I, I you know, in the story, I, I, I think I broke a little bit of news uh, looking at the uh, Mayor Lorza's debate preparations against Buddy Santi. I learned that David Cicilline actually played Buddy yes. uh, in debate prep. And you know what I thought, John? And I had heard this a little bit over the years, but I'd never really fleshed it out. When I, when I finally got it confirmed, I thought, boy, that is as smart of a move as you could do. There's nobody who understood Buddy Cianci better than David Cicilline. As you yep. know, you covered him in, yes. you know, throughout all that stuff. And, and David knows how to both get under Buddy knew, or knew how to get under Buddy's skin, uh, but also knew what he was thinking and knew how quick he could be. And if you're Mara Lorza, who, look, the Mara Lorza of today is the Mara Lorza of, you know, six years ago. He, he, he's professorial. He, uh, he's not exactly the most charismatic guy, but to have in your debate prep, somebody who knows Buddy as well as anybody, uh, I think that really was effective. And in hindsight, while Buddy was able to get off kind of his one-liners 
uh, in those debates against Mayor Lorza. The mayor held his own in many ways. Uh, and then, of course, ended up winning the race anyway. So, yeah, the story kind of looked at what Buddy does and how Buddy kind of compares to President Trump. I think President Trump was less interested in one-liners, but the, the thought of dominating everything is how Buddy approached things, too. And I think Donald Trump comes from that class as well. You know, um, before we just take a quick break, I, I watched that debate live in 1990. I remember it. And as you know, in the very beginning, uh, and you saw it last night, Chris Wallace is standing there. They did a little bit different because uh, Chris, uh, he, he's there and then the candidates come out. But what sometimes what they do is they have the two candidates on stage and then they begin it like that. But it's very silent. And yep. uh, Daryl West has in his book about Patrick Kennedy do, do you know, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but do you know what CNC said to Ronaldo as they're standing there on the stage at Channel 36, all quiet, waiting for I, the moderator to say, begin? Do you know the I, line? I, I think I do, but okay. you tell me what it is. <laughs> he says to Ronaldo, it's all quiet. I'm watching this right on Channel 36, and CNC turns to Ronaldo as it's all quiet, waiting for the 3 2 1 go, and says, if you mention my pension, I'm going to tell everyone you're gay. <laughs> right there. It's in the Daryl West book. I watched it. And if you were watching it there, McGowan, you're like, what did he just say? <laughs> so and that for a while, that was all over. Like that was the takeaway that, you know, if that had been one last, if that, if we had had Twitter and social media at that time, can you imagine how that would have oh lit up? But that is in, um, again, that, that is in the Daryl West book. And Daryl West also has another story of when uh, Joe Palino met with Sunland at uh, Lee, um, the old Leo's, which then became uh, Prov and so forth. And he was trying to talk him out of uh, getting into the Democrat primary. But anyway, it's a good book. The Patrick Kennedy book by Daryl West is something to D.C. or something to power. I forget. The, yeah, you know, I, the, I've actually. Ne- yeah, I've actually never read it. But OK, it, 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 I have Darryl a copy West of that. Knows- yeah, yeah, I'll you, get that. You too. have to send it to me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Folks, quick break. I'll back a lot more with Dan McGowan uh, right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 7801. MEGA, M E G A, professionals, 508 336 7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. 
Heron will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle, whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle? West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident... First thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. And Dan, uh, you have, uh, let's let's get to some good news. Boy, Mayor Alorza certainly seems to, uh, as you write extensively and kind of broke the story, he's really changed his as you say, changes to on charter schools. Yeah, this is a big development. It's a big development that's going to play out over the course of a, a while because uh, it will end up being a major factor if he chooses to run for governor in a couple of years, like we all expect. Um, but you remember, I mean, a year ago, you and I were talking and there was all this talk about Achievement First, which is one of the better, probably the best charter school uh, in, in Rhode Island, wanting to expand. And the mayor had all these quite frankly, kind of wacky ideas for, uh, you know, maybe we close other charter schools to allow this to expand. And his whole gripe was, and it's a reasonable gripe. It was, look, I'm in charge of an entire school district. You know, we're, we're facing some financial trouble. I can't have more kids leaving our district uh, and going to the charter schools. And you could argue about that, you know, whether that's good policy or good for people, it is just when you think about dollars and cents, it was actually a reasonable point. And the, you know, the mayor is now a year later. Um, he's on board with a massive expansion at Achievement First. He's on board with this very well-known Boston charter school that wants to come into Providence and have about 2000 students uh, come in. He's, he's going to chair their board. And so I got on the phone with him on Monday afternoon and, and you, you know how you do you do this in interviews too, I'm sure, is you kind of think about what's the answer? Why are you, because most politicians don't say, you know what, I just changed my mind, right? They always right. have an excuse. And the mayor just flat out said, things have changed. The reason why is I no longer control the Providence Public Schools. And so essentially, if the state says that it can work financially, that's on them. And so I'm all in on these charter schools that are going to help uh, you know, more students. There are people who out there who are going to say, well, God bless him. He came to the, you know, the right conclusion, even if he got there in a strange way. But this is a very dramatic policy shift for him. And it's one that puts him in a very tough spot when it comes to 
democratic politics because you could be the most liberal politician uh, in the world, reparations, you want to give, you know, universal basic income to people, all these kinds of things. But charter schools tend to be a third rail issue because the unions get on board with it. They, 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 they are, you know, oppose it sort of uh, on site. They oppose charter schools typically. And the mayor has a has an interesting fight now on his hands because he's basically saying, I'm going to go all in on this. Uh, and then he's going to have to really answer to that, especially if he ends up in a Democratic primary for governor. You know, that is such an important point. You know, you know what else, um, Dan McGowan, uh, d- d- what has the reunion reacted to this by mayor Lords or is it still too soon? Still too soon. I mean, okay. the, the, I, I, my assumption is they're going to be pretty surprised, although the strange thing about the, about the mayor is, Remember, he didn't have any support from the teachers union anyway. Right. And so it's one of those things where they're probably going to say, look, we're not surprised by this. The thing that that the teachers union is already reacting to and keep an eye on this, John, is in these charter school applications. Now, it's very early. They were just turned in on Monday. It'll be months and months before we know if they're coming. Um, The both Achievement First and this Boston based Excel Academy, they say right in the application that they want to potentially use Providence existing Providence school buildings. Uh, And that would be something that the teachers union is going to be very up in arms about because it suggests that either the city, the state is going to close some schools and potentially give it to charter schools, or you get into some kind of funky situation where half a school is a, you know, Mount Pleasant high school. And then half the school is, charter school x oh, wow. uh, which which can be very difficult so keep an eye on that it's very early i don't think anybody's really processed that yet but i think that's going to become a major issue in in education in providence can you also uh, touch on the mayor as um having a personnel change within um within uh, his staff uh, yeah this is a this was a big move it's, it's a little inside baseball but i'll tell people why it matters so emily kroll who is the communications director but i mean she was essentially i think i tweeted this she was a swiss army knife for the mayor uh she was really the de facto chief of staff really every major decision in providence ran through this you know young woman she's 31 32 years old uh and she's moving over to uh education commissioner angelica infante green staff which is interesting for a bunch of reasons namely the mayor and the commissioner are not the best of friends this is not a uh, you know, certainly the commissioner has no love loss for, for, for the mayor and in her Emily leaving for this job. Look, you're going to hear a lot more. She'll be the spokesperson for the commissioner. So you're going to see her probably a lot more. You're going to hear her talking a lot more. But it's a major blow to city government um, in the sense that this woman, Emily Kroll, was kind of considered the one last person in the city that could in some ways kind of keep the mayor under control. The mayor wants to have a press release for everything or a press conference for everything. She says, no, let's focus a little more. You know, she's still, the mayor has plenty of issues and plenty of, you know, certainly plenty of press conferences that you've been to so much lately, but uh, she was the person that sort of kept the lid on. It's going to be really interesting for the next, you know, really for the next year, because let's assume the mayor is probably going to run for governor uh, let's say he announces sometime later this year or early next year. Uh, you know, once you start to get into the campaign mode, everything gets pushed aside in city government. But he, as he seeks attention uh, without somebody there to kind of control him for the next, I would say, you know, 
six months to a year, uh, boy, you're going to see a lot more out of the mayor's office because, again, nobody's going to be there to kind of say, hey, let's put a lid on this one. Yeah, McGowan, very surprising because, I mean, he is, I know he is term limited out, but he's won two elections. He is expected to run for governor. This is not when, when people jump. Do you think – was it just – a better opportunity or maybe uh, different I'll philosophy tell, uh, or you know what it is it's funny it, it, the the truth is that i think emily crawl uh, crawl will end up uh, either running or working on a campaign for mayor uh, probably brett smiley's campaign for mayor oh, okay. and I, I think she just wanted to kind of step out of city hall maybe you, you know you, you get away from the current mayor you go do your thing at the state and then you know Again, a year, eighteen months from now, you're you're working on a on a different campaign. I think that's what it is more than any sort of, you know, difference or or I think they they're leaving on good terms. Uh, there's no question. I mean, I know Emily very well. Uh, she has had to put out a lot of fires. You'll remember, she was the kind of the front person when the mayor was having his battle with the firefighters, and yes. she had to be the person that kind of took it from the firefighters and you know, had a lot of nasty things said to her and social media was, you know, disgusting uh, with the way. And so she has taken a lot of fire. One thing I told her when she took this job, I said, you're going to take a lot of fire again with the, with the education commissioner, but uh, nobody is more prepared because of what you dealt with, with the Providence firefighters. Yeah, they threatened to burn down his house. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the Dan McGowan, I start my day, folks, uh, each day with Roadmap, and it's so extensive. Dan, I give you credit. I mean, that is a lot of information to put together on a daily basis, but you do, and then I'm even more impressed. You get up in the morning and do it. I thought this was all, like, done at nighttime. All right, that's all set. How can people uh, start their day the way I do with Roadmap? Well, number one, thank you, and number two, every week when we do this, I get 50 new subscribers, so – Thank you to everybody out there. Uh, the very the easiest way you can do it, if you, you're going to start getting a daily email Monday through Friday uh, before 8 a.m. It has a little bit of new, you know, new news. Sometimes I'll be breaking a story. Sometimes it'll be analysis. Uh, you're going to get all the stories that we write. My colleagues, Ed and uh, Fitzpatrick and Amanda Milkovich, certainly my story today on the mayor and charter schools. Uh, and then a breakdown of, of what's going on in Rhode Island today. It's Wednesday, so you know the governor's got a press conference, things like that. So if you just send a blank email, doesn't don't have to write anything other than rinews at globe.com, rinews at globe.com. You'll start getting it first thing tomorrow. It's completely free. Uh, and it's a good way, I think, to start the day if you, if you kind of want a little bit of Rhode Island news. Hey, Dan, but, uh, last question. Who replaces Emily? Because I'm trying to get a handle on who, who is his most senior person within the Lord's administration. I, I mean, I'm not sure who they're. I don't know who they're looking at, but boy, he could use someone with a little more experience than some of the people that he seems seemingly hires. Well, they, the old joke about the mayor, and this has been this way for a while, is he could use a little bit of gray hair in yes, the office. True. You know, someone, kind of an adult in the room. Uh, the chief of staff is currently a woman. She's a young woman named Nicole Pollock, and she'll be the, uh, I think, the remain, she'll remain as the chief of staff. We don't know who will be the spokesperson. They have not announced that yet. And, you know, the challenge with, you know, on one hand, you say you, you have a bunch of young people and good for them. They've got lots of energy. The challenge is your bench becomes very short because behind you, you know, are often people who are going to be their first or second year at a college and they're not prepared for the uh, emergency room that is city government. Who, what, what have happened to Tony Simon? Where did he go? 
he is now lobbying and oh. you know kind of doing the private thing he uh, yeah okay. he, he left about two years into uh the administration so he's been out for a little bit yeah just because the, the late freddie Capionato, uh before i let you go Capionato properties he uh he told me the story that he 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 had a 300 million dollar proposal that he wanted to build on the 195 land 300 yeah. million he had it by the way this wasn't like i hope to get this loan or fain or he had like ready to go 300 million he claimed tony simon fell asleep in the meeting as he was presenting his his vision for it <laughs> Freddie Capionato. well who built chapel grill i mean the unbelievable right, who built, right. this was a and serious had a guy fortune yeah. that you know valued at like 1 billion and he had this yeah. huge extensive thing that he wanted to do and uh he, he i i caught him like the week after and he was still fuming over the over the whole thing about well, simon that's what he claimed I, that's what he claimed so i will um, say so without knowing that story in particular i will say especially early on but but i think even even so now the administration the, the lawyers administration has uh really quite frankly they have pushed economic development to the side they allow yeah. the state to handle a lot of it and so yes. uh while i can't confirm for sure that that is true uh i wouldn't necessarily den- uh, deny it or or not believe it yeah folks he's dan mcgowan of the boston globe Dan, great job we'll talk to you again stay safe john thanks so much mega logistics they're there to help you give them a call today 401-431-2300 mega mega logistics if you have freight you need freight goods third-party brokerage for your company your housing and transportation how about custom freight supply chain management routing bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today, MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300.